So he says, a man is saying, how am I going to go about my life? Right? Whereby God will move powerfully. I'll say on many things. Says, now he says, just let me show you how to do it. You start out by taking from what you have and give alms. And so what we're saying during this challenge is take from what you have. Now I said this during the midweek services, let me say again. That the challenge is not go and discover the needs of the people that are so great, because I've received so many meals. Then mail the pastor to tell him where the problems are. Now, I have enough on my own table. Huh? So, the challenge is not, because this is what is going on. I put there sending mails. Sorry, the mails just back up. Pastor, this, this person here. So, if you are no longer taking from what you have, you are now an investigative journalist, which means all you are doing <laughs> is to investigate what is wrong and to report. That is not the challenge. The challenge doesn't say you should solve everybody's problem. The challenge says you should solve the problem you can solve. All right? Look for the one you can solve. All right? We can all go into the world and bring out challenges that run into billions. All right? And then start feeling what we will do, what we will do, and start crying. No, no, no. What can you solve? He said, well, I only have 500 naira. All right? I'll read a testimony here. 500 naira can work wonders for a person. 500 naira can put a meal, all right, on the table of somebody who hasn't eaten like that in three days. All right? So take from what you have and go out there and it says give out. Now what will happen in return is that then something opens up in the heavens over the life of a person, all right, who lives this way. Which means a person who lives this way, there is a way in which heaven responds to that particular individual. Now, let me put up the first testimony of the lady here. All right, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I'm going to read part of it. So, when, when you get to the third page, from what I've seen, all right, I'll tell you where to cut it off. Now, says, thank you for, for you for teaching us practical steps in Christianity. I write to share my testimony on the 21 days challenge. I listened several to the message on Sunday, the 14th of October, and as I prayed to God to show him to show me, all right, for him to show me how I can serve him in my service to humanity. On Thursday, as the 18th, I was led, was really uncomfortable seeing flashes of this guy. To speak to a guy who I usually see at the junction of Kofu Abayami by Reddington Hospital, very close to my office. I was a bit scared because I was not sure if he was bad or, or not. But I literally heard, literally heard what you were saying in that message. If you have to walk around your street looking for who to help, there are many hungry people around. Now, next. Then I said, okay, I will go around 3 p.m. Then it was like, I heard a voice saying, do you want him to be hungry three, till 3 p.m.? This was around noon. So I braved up and went. Getting there, I kept a safe distance, not knowing what to expect. You guys that put this thing up, you are doubling some words. It's not this way in the original letter. I greeted him and said, my name is Joy. He immediately responded with his hand on his chest, saying, I'm Michael. Wow. I was surprised at his response. Now, 
Why are you going to read there if it's not Christianity? Then you need to tell what Christianity is. He said, then she went on. I engaged him in a long conversation. Now, you must understand, you're walking up to somebody, you don't know whether that person is, you know, you don't know what the person could be violent and all of that. Right? I engaged in a long conversation. He said he used to be a cleaner in the hospital. I asked if I could hold his hand and pray with him. He obliged. And we did. And he said, I'm a believer. Then I reached out and gave him 1,000 naira for food. Pastor, you should have seen the smile and the surprise on his face. He said, you mean you gave me money for food? All right, put up the next one. Okay, so we're going to stop on this page here. Do you know I have not eaten since morning? My heart skipped. I told a colleague about him and she gave me 2,000 for him. The next day I visited him and gave him a new shirt, the blue shirt in the picture, and I encouraged him to be tidy and cut his hair so he can look good. Pictures attached, so she attached, I won't put up pictures here, but she attached pictures of him before and after. In other words, the change that had gone on, all right, the way he looked before she met him and after. And I encouraged him to be tidy and to cut his hair so he could look good. So I explained him why he was dirty, he said he sleeps on a plank by the fence of Reddington Hospital. His only means of birthing is under the rain or when security guys in the hospital agree to give him some water very early in the morning to birth outside the fence or by the fence. My colleague is working on getting him access to the Catholic Church at Musa Yaradwa so he can be having his birth there. And we plan to give him food items regularly. And also we're trying to get him, get him a cleaning job or anything around. And then she made certain suggestions and I don't want to, all right, go into that. All right, but it just tells you that, I mean, this is a guy who probably, and this is what I said about Christianity, that we, we have to change. It's about changing the way we say things. You can be driving past him, all right, every day. I mean, she's been seeing the guy there. And, you know, we don't feel that there's any need to reach out to these people. Nothing inside us tells us that, you know, to show any form of compassion. We can come and doctrinally read about the Good Samaritan, all right, and be talking all of that, but nothing inside the theology, all right, points us to, right, doing those kinds of things, all right? And that's what Jesus was saying here, that it's about that lifestyle now, of one understanding that, you know, I go out there to help people, right, that I need. And then it says that God will now, in return, heavens open up the face of God, all right, shines over the, over the heart of that person, into the life of that person. Changes, significant changes begin to happen. The first one is that a treasure that cannot fail is given to that person. What's this treasure? Second Corinthians chapter 4. And it tells us in verse 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, a shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. This is God now showing you the very face of Jesus concerning your life. Right, you see him, you, you begin to see his face. The word face means his inward thoughts. So what he is thinking about bringing into your life. 
the thoughts that he has for you. And he says this is the treasure that we have in earthen vessels. So that's that treasure that faileth not. And he tells or doesn't fail that the excellence of the power, excellence of power may be seen to be of God and not of us. Now he also tells us in first on James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 1. Sorry, not verse 1. James 1 and verse um, 16. James 1 verse 16. Do not err, my brethren. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes down from the Father of light. That term, Father of light, means it comes from the Father who gives it to us in a form of light. Which means illumination. Thoughts come on the inside. With whom? After he has given it, there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat us with the word of truth. All right. That we should be the kind of first fruits of his creature. So he gives us light. That is his incorruptible word. That is that treasure that thieves cannot steal, moth cannot corrupt. So he gives you his thoughts that he wants you now as a kingdom person. He says, this is what I've shown you concerning your future, concerning your, you see that in the face of God. Now briefly I want to share what, you, what it means to seek the kingdom. To understand how the kingdom works. And then his righteousness, justice, both of them going together. I just want to explain quickly the kingdom. But before I do that, put up the second testimony. Let's read this. And I alluded to something like this last week. And this guy sent this to me. He said, some months back, my wife and I sent mails to you in distress regarding a terrible 48 million naira debt situation. In the course of this situation... I haven't stopped being charitable where I can, and I've written off debts owed me, though very little compared to what I owe. I recall a situation in April with a friend who I knew was going through tough times and asked me, all right, for a loan of 150K or 1,000 to get his business going with a promise to do a monthly repayment of 30,000. It didn't make sense that my friend, that he, my friend, asked me for such amount because he knew I was in a financial mess. I did all I could do to raise him money. And then he says, two months down the line, he struggled to pay me, pay the monthly agreed repayment, and could only pay back a total of 20000 He started avoiding me for shame until I called him and told him I knew exactly how he feels and wrote off the debt of 130000 I did not tell my wife this event because it was at that, at that time our son didn't go to school because we couldn't afford the fees, which was 80000 Sad today, that's the 25th of October, I got a shocking call from one of the major people I owe. He wrote off my debt to him, a debt of $9.7 I have been crying all day. It is particularly shocking. And I like something the guy said to him. Because I have been locked up for days at Sars Ikeja Onikon Zone 2 on his account. All right, Bob, Bob, he gives me the most pressure and got my major bank account frozen till date. And out of nowhere was the call today. He said some encouraging words 
and told me to pick up my life and start again. All right? Now, that's why we said the same, when I'm praying about something, the law says, whatsoever you want, men to do unto you, they say. In other words, he began to put, all right, a particular principle there in operation there. But let me just close by saying this about the kingdom. So what God does is, I said, seek the kingdom, right? And he had told us that, consider the lilies, how they grow. So the way you have development with the lily there is that a seed is planted and then it grows. And what happens is without toil or spinning, which means it is not the plant itself that is making it grow. It is the earth, the soil, and everything that is propelling the growth. And so it tells us that in Mark chapter 4, I believe verse 24, 26, it said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man, so he's telling us to use the same principle of this, will cast seed into the ground. And he will sleep and rise night and day, and the seed shall spring forth, he knoweth not how. For the earth of itself bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade. So it's the earth that brings it forth. So he doesn't know. Now, but the responsibility of that man is to cast that seed into the earth. The business of the farmer is to cast the seed and then to water what he has planted and then leave the rest, all right, to the earth to bring forth. So here's what God is saying about the system of the kingdom. I, when you went out to help people, I gave revelation, I gave you light concerning your own life. Now, I want you to plant that into the earth so that the earth can bring forth to you that which I have shown you concerning yourself. So what happens is we want to plant it into the earth. And this is where people make the mistake in faith and confession. Let's assume here, all right, so when people start confessing God's word, they expect that word to immediately start changing things on the outside. And when the changes don't happen, then people say, well, I mean, confession doesn't happen. Now, confession of God's word only starts working on the outside when your heart is in agreement with your mouth concerning what you are saying. And I will explain. Paul called it, there is a readiness to avenge all disobedience on the outside when our obedience inside is complete. Where he was talking about pulling down strongholds and casting down all those things. Now a stronghold is what makes a man, even though he knows it's God's will for something to happen in his life, it what makes him think that it still will not happen. Which means he just can't come to agree that what God has said will happen. Now until your heart is in agreement with what is coming out of your mouth, power will not begin to work. So, if what God showed me was that I should use my words to lift this monitor here and it will be hung in the air. Now, because I have never experienced it before, the first time I say this monitor is going to be lifted and going to the air, my heart tells me what you just said is not going to happen. And I don't need anybody to tell me that. My heart tells me, it disagrees, that how can you 
within this rate of time, they at this level went throughout your life. So it's the heart cuts it off. Now, I will not expect that word to produce anything until I get my heart into perfect agreement. That's what it means with the heart a man believes. Then with the mouth, confession is made. Alright? If the heart doesn't accept it, then when the mouth says it, salvation cannot be produced. So what do you do? This is exactly what you do. Alright? What you do is that, you know, the word metamorphosis, which means the renewal of your mind. It, it means you go from the caterpillar to the butterfly. So when God tells you something, even though you're, you're outward you look like caterpillar, he's saying, as a butterfly, you know, this will be done to you. But if you attempt it as a caterpillar, it won't work. But he's saying you have the capacity to be transformed into a butterfly, and then it will work. So what does caterpillar do? Spins a cocoon around itself, stays still for a while, and then reemerges as another creature. So what God is saying is, take that thing I've given to you and spill a spiritual cocoon around yourself where you are still with it, all right? And then, something is going to change on the inside of you, right? So what you do is you sit down with the word of God like a farmer does. What the farmer wants to do, his business, is to plant it. The word cast means to force it in. It means you dig the ground. It means that the heart finds it repulsive. He's saying, this can happen. So how do you, the Bible says of Abraham, he was fully persuaded. It wasn't the time Abraham got the word that he got the manifest. It was when he was fully persuaded. So there's a process of persuasion there. So what did Abraham, what does God expect us to do? He expects us that, all right, I've shown you this. Now, the way in which something gets into the heart is through your mouth. For it says, what goes into a man's mouth does not defile him because it goes into his stomach. But what comes out of his mouth that defiles him because he gains entrance into his heart. So we know the way into the heart. Then it tells us, with the increase of the lips shall the heart be filled. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his lips. In other words, your belly, your inner man will be satisfied. It will be nourished by what you are saying out of your mouth. Then it tells us, with the increase of your lips shall your heart be filled. In other words, if you want to fill it fast. The same way if you want to fill your stomach, if you eat and increase what you're taking in, you fill it. If you increase the amount of time you spend with it, he said you're going to fill your heart. And it's when it's in your heart in abundant measure, that is when the manifestation comes. Jesus said you can't have something else in your heart in abundance and then say something and expect, alright, what, what, what is not in your heart in abundance to come to pass. So what do you do? You sit down there and you don't touch anything on the outside. You are not putting pressure on anything on the outside. You understand that the pressure now is on the inside. The word of God as a two-edged sword must pierce into the dividing asunder of my own soul and spirit. Go on the inside of me and do a work on the inside and bring me into a new state where I completely am in complete agreement with God concerning this. Then, let's watch and we'll begin to see powerful manifestations on the outside. So you start daily. You take what he had said and build it into a confession there. When he talks about faith, he shows you something. So you begin, all right, in what is called meditation, but that's verbalized. And you start declaring what God has said to you. You write those things down. And you start, you don't try to change anything. The work is being done on the inside. You start declaring those things, declaring those things, declaring. I mean, I sent out something this week about an exercise you can do. You sit down there. 
And then you are exercising yourself, declaring the word of God. As you are doing that, more scriptures can be coming to you. You are saying those things. It's getting into your being. After three days, we don't expect changes on the outside, but you start seeing changes on the inside. Your heart now begins to move. If you stop doing it, your heart goes back again into full-on belief. You start doing it, your heart starts shifting. Next time you start saying it, the heart is moving now. You can see the growth, all right, of grace inside your heart. It's growing. You do that consistently over a period of time. Your heart takes it in. It says, I got this here. I'm completely in sync with this. It is coming to pass. The minute that happens, your words now no longer affect your heart there. Then the words start going on the outside because it's coming from a place of abundance. Then you can start saying changes on the outside. And then when you start praising God, right, you go there and when you start praising Him, the praise becomes so real because this thing is real on the inside of you. You are there before the Father. You worship Him. It's tangible on the inside of you. Then the earth begins to yield its increase. All right? And then the scripture says, when the sickle is come, immediately you put in, all right, or so when harvest come, you put in the sickle. In other words, as that begins to grow, one time something is going to happen on the outside, an opportunity is going to come, something is going to happen, and then you get it. He said, however, this thing must be going with the principle of justice, all right, and righteousness. You must be treating people right. You must give honor to whom honor is due, all right? You must, all right... I mean, there's a chap in church who got a contract job with the U.S. military, all right, so he's working in Afghanistan, so he, he came back to see his wife, all right, and his daughter, and he came to him in the office, and he said, he hadn't even been in church, he said, Pastor, he said, let me tell you, in that place, he said, the culture, he said, if you see somebody who is a cleaner, and you just call the person, come, 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 come here, and they see you treat that person with disrespect, they release you of all your duties immediately, they don't even talk about it, you are gone that the colonel who is in charge of where I am, when he comes to greet me, he says, Sir, how are you? That is with respect. That they believe in the culture of honor and respect. All right? That that is the way they interact with themselves. That nobody must say, all right? They mustn't see this honor. Said so you are gone. As that's the only way they preserve themselves. All right? Because they've come to understand that. They've, they've come to... And that's what I said here. That is, you are doing that, and so, a person says, well, God gives me a vision for his business. Many people think that, well, how do I become an entrepreneur by resigning from my job? That you resign your job doesn't mean you are in business. Okay? That you have a business card doesn't mean you have entered the world of commerce. That the fact that you, that's not this. Someone says, well, I'm coming to me, I've gone full-time. That you, are, that you say you are full-time doesn't mean God has fully employed you. Into, do you get what I'm saying? You are just saying your thing, yeah. Right? Now, what God gives you a vision for business there, Keep your job, rule number one. Because let me tell you, outside physical ailment, the worst pressure is financial pressure. He ain't got no cash. He ain't confessed anything. <laughs> Are you from Senior? Go and meet go and meet that gentleman that was in debt. To be in debt. You see, you, you don't understand except you are look, you will be seeing visions. Are, are you from Senior? Because listen, you will have seen the bars of EFCC. In fact, when you just see a politician going to, you know that people say, ah, this politician, they said bail of this and so and so amount. What will be going on in your own mind is what will be my own bail. You know, nobody knows the conversations that are going. Even if they show a movie and you see a judge with a gravel and hits it in your own head, you just see your own judge, the magistrate court hitting your own. You, there'll be sadness everywhere. You know, when you are, it's the pressure. So, you don't want that. All right? You, you want at least 
some form of normalcy there so that you can have time and you are declaring all what God said you should do. But then there's justice in your life. You go to work and you are just in your dealings. Putting in the hours you should put, how you should do it, working in the laws there of justice there and equity. But you have a confession going, like the farmer. He plants, he waters in the morning, waters in the evening, confesses in the morning, confesses in the evening, and goes about his regular business. He doesn't tamper with it. Right? So you go about your regular business. You are declaring these things. But then after some time, the Bible says the earth, which means the earth now begins to respond. This earth now starts responding and starts bringing it forth. And then when it comes to the time where the harvest has come, then it comes to a point where, let's assume they give you a massive business opportunity where, you know, just one deal here now, right? An opportunity opens up. In a conversation with somebody, you see that, ah, this thing is going to late. Now I can leave my job, all right, and go into this. And you'll find out that where God, what, what will open up to you will be completely different. There will be no clash of anything. Uh, you won't use any underhanded method because it's the Holy Ghost that is bringing this forth. So this is the system that God says, I want you. Plant my word into your heart. Rejoice. Because the Bible says, let the people praise God, then shall the earth yield its increase. Once the heart and mouth are in agreement about it, that is the labor to enter into rest. That is where the work is. There is no lesson saying that something on the outside. Kenneth Copeland asked Bill Winston, how did you buy this mall? All right, he said, when God told me that mall is to be bought by you, I was in a state of unbelief. I knew it was God's will, but I could not believe it. So I stayed with God until I moved from unbelief to a place where I believed it. Then when we believed it, then the activity now started for the fulfillment of that particular thing. If you are in a state of unbelief and you go out, it's like you imagine from the cocoon without you, or you don't even spin anything, it's like a caterpillar trying to attempt to do what a butterfly should do. So get to that point, all right, where you have become what God's word says. And then what happens is, right, then things begin to happen on the outside. And it says when you keep the tenants of righteousness there, then the flow of God in your life is with power. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for your word. Uh, by the power of your spirit, I ask that you establish us in this truth, expand and grow it within our consciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. 